1: so start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com
0: slash recommend today.
1: This is MP on the Mic on Sports Radio 910 The Fan and 105.1 FM. 910 The Fan, 91051FM, I'm Michael, this is MP on the mic, taking you up to the top of the hour when AWOD Radio takes over, not just any host, but the bronze medal winner at the Pickle boo, Adam Epstein. What's up, dude?
0: what's up MP how are you
1: dude I loved your Friday show uh, I was <laughs> uh, I was out at the pumpkin patch Friday I, I hit the rewind button on the Odyssey app get the plug-in right there and I just I, I love getting the blow by blow there uh, sounds like you, you brought some game.
0: Absolutely, and honestly, I feel like I could have won the whole thing if I was in better shape. Like the final two matches that I lost, so I advanced to the championship of the winner's bracket, and I was exhausted and lost 11 nothing the first set, and then 11-5. Then I had to wait 30 minutes, you know, do a little bit of my show, talk to Gary Hess, and then got called back on the court for the finals of the loser's bracket, and I was exhausted. I was huffing and puffing between every point, and so it came down to stamina.
1: Next time this happens, I'm I'm going to come do a live pregame for you. We'll uh, we we'll, we get the game day style set out there. I'll I'll put on an Adam Epstein head and make the prediction for the day. We'll uh we'll we'll make this happen. But before I dive into Commanders Eagles, uh, with, with AWOD, I want to ask you about the uh, the exhibition game, VCU basketball against Mars Hill. 110 points, uh, you were there, you were doing the halftime show for 9:10 the fan as you will this year. and the the clips looked like the dunking was just phenomenal.
0: Uh, it was more than dunking. It was three-point shot. It was driving inside. It was kicking it outside. It was Zeb Jackson with a double-double in his first game as the starting point guard uh, for the Rams. It was Jason Nelson, the transfer from Richmond, the former Spider who put on a show. Uh, he did not miss a shot in the first half. Right. So you mentioned I'm doing my halftime show right here on 910 The Fan, Rams Unlimited. Uh, I do pregame also, and we're extending the pregame uh, to even longer this year uh, with Robbie Robinson and Rodney Ashby. And I was blown away. Like, Jason Nelson did not miss a shot in the first half, and the Rams kept cruising, and we put up 110 points for the game. We talked all offseason about how Ryan Odom could coach offense. Yeah, you got to see that firsthand.
1: (laughs) And that's going to make November really fun because you got some teams coming in they can score on. I was also curious, looking at the box score, and, and we got the late word, that, uh, that Shulga wasn't going to play because of the back spasms. Only eight players in the rotation. We knew the rotation was going to be a little short this year. That's something we were talking about. But how did that work in terms of the flow and getting guys in and out?
0: I think it worked to their advantage, right? So You'll, you'll work go back in. I believe he'll be ready by the opener November 6th. Bairstow, I think you're hoping for him to be back the start of December, if not uh, maybe late November, possibly even that Thanksgiving tournament uh, if he comes back a little earlier. Uh, but you got to see more Michael Bell into the starting lineup. Fats Billups got a lot of time off the bench. I believe Fats and Roosevelt Wheeler were the first to check in. And uh, I was a little surprised. So we do the Black and Gold a Fan Podcast. We've got another episode coming out Wednesday, and we all predicted the start. Starting lineup. None of us had Christian Furman in the starting lineup. We all had Roosevelt Wheeler, and so uh, it's tough to tell. Hey, was that Coach Odom sending a message to Rose saying, "Hey, you're gonna have to earn the starting spot"? Or did Christian Furman just grow and look good in the off season? Uh, but both guys played well uh, defensively. There was uh, they were really protecting the paint. But the story of the game was really the offensive side of the ball. They were passing it. It was pass and move. A lot of alley oops, like you said. It, it was a dunk fest for sure.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know that I see Christian Furman being there long-term, but hey, if, if he's bringing something to the table, why, why not roll with that? Five rebounds, four blocks for Christian Furman. It's, it's a group that has a little bit of size, too. Uh, but I, I, I do want to talk about Eagles, uh, commanders with you as well. Let, let me tee up with this. Uh, we're talking with Adam Epstein. AWOD Radio starts in 10 minutes here. A little crosstalk on MP on the mic. Which loss was more frustrating to you, the one in Philly or yesterday's?
0: I'd probably say the one in Philly.
1: I'm taking yesterday's because for my money, they they sh- the offense was so much better yesterday, and I just it, it annoys me when the defense is bad. It annoys me when the defense is mad, and it shouldn't because we've had so many examples here uh, that Jack Del Rio can't coach this unit, that that Ron Rivera is doing the wrong things, and yet it still infuriates me when when. Things like not challenging a play or things like allowing Emmanuel Forbes to go one-on-one with the best receiver in football after he got burnt to a crisp by him four weeks ago, that stuff infuriates me far more than left some opportunities out there.
0: No, you're right about that. I I have no faith in this defense. And, Michael, this is something I'm going to talk about on my show, so let me throw this to you before uh, we end a little crosstalk here. Last season, statistically, when it was all said and done, this was like a top-10 defense, and number one, I believe, on third downs. But to the eye test, they never figured it out last year to me. They were not good the beginning of the year on third down. They were giving up too many explosive plays. The end of the season, they started playing against bad quarterbacks, and the defensive line made a big difference creating turnovers. But I wasn't sold that this was going to be a good defense after last year. And so I just, I'm so out on Jack Del Rio.
1: You're looking smart. You're looking smarter than me, that's for sure. Would you trade Chase Young or Montez Sweat tomorrow?
0: I would not. I do not want the current GM and coaching staff to make any moves for the future. All right? Let them play out the rest of their contracts here, and, and then maybe Josh Harris decides to franchise one of them or to pay one of them long term, but I want Josh and the new GM to make those decisions.
1: I couldn't agree with you more. Adam Epstein, AWOD Radio. Look forward to your show from Capital Alehouse, as he is every Monday. Uh, that'll be in eight minutes here. Thank you for joining us for a little cross talk. Yeah, of course. No problem. There you go. And I I agree with him because the the GM situation is the number one issue that Josh Harris needs to address because that creates all the other momentum down the line. You need a competent, qualified NFL personnel man making choices. And those people are not celebrities, by the way. You have not heard of the person they're going to bring in, almost certainly. This was the Dan Snyder problem, right? The only true GM he brought in was a celebrity, Scott McLuhan, who was a celebrity for maybe not the best reasons in the world, and it did not turn out well. You you need to bring in a competent, qualified personnel person who might look at this and say they are brutally underutilizing Chase Young. They're not allowing him to play to his strengths. Keep him around. Might say, get rid of Chase Young. He's not an asset to this team. He needs to resurrect his career elsewhere. There were some moments yesterday where you could see why you would make the case for keeping Chase Young around? We've seen that all season. The numbers are very good. To Adams' point, the eye test has not been as good. The numbers on the defensive line are fine, but they are not getting the sacks. They are not getting the game-changing plays, and they are not taking advantage of the talent they have. And I, I think you need a fresh set of eyes. You need a general manager who will come in and say, "All right, here's what we're doing. You guys stay. You guys go." Here's a great defensive coach who's gonna get the most out of you, and we're gonna keep rolling from there. Because I don't think I look, you know, every time I post something on Twitter, somebody's somebody's in my mention. Blow it up. Blow the whole thing up. I think there's talent here. I really do. I don't think this is a full rebuild for the next person who takes it on. Maybe I am crazy. I don't think this is Brent Pry at Virginia Tech. I don't think the cupboard's bare. I think Sam Howell is learning and growing. I like Brian Robinson. I know he's on the team. That puts me one step ahead of Eric Bieniemy, who does not know that he's on the team most days. It, there's talent there. The receivers are great. Curtis Samuel will do well enough this year to earn a contract for next year, whether it's here or elsewhere. He's, he's a, an integral piece of that quick game of getting the ball out in space and running, and we'll hopefully we'll hear good news on his injury. And as for the defense, Awad's getting closer and closer to right every day. This is an underwhelming unit. You know, you, you say, well, don't don't judge them against their games against the Eagles. Well, look at look at the body of work here. All all you've got right now on your resume is shut down Tyrod Taylor. Barely. It's okay to say don't judge them against the Eagles. That's one of the best teams in football. But the Eagles have torn down their entire roster, rebuilt their entire roster, and made it back to a Super Bowl after a Super Bowl appearance in the time it has taken Ron Rivera to maybe possibly get this team to a position where it can win nine games and sneak into the seven seed this year. You can't live in that purgatory. You can't do it. All right, good show today. If you missed anything, hit the Odyssey amp, hit the rewind button, roll it back. We talked JMU earlier, the Dukes. And look, these guys stopped the tush-push. It wasn't all bad. So you got that going for you. Only one team in America could stop the tush-push, ladies and gentlemen. It is the Washington Commanders. We're back tomorrow, trade edition, trade deadline edition of the show. We'll see what happens, and we'll talk lots more college football ahead of a a big week for Tech, uh, and JMU aims to keep the rate no rolling. AWOD Radio, up next, you're listening to 910 The Fan, now 105.1 FM.